0: Money,
1: please. Oh no, no, there's no money.
0: Oh, my dad. No problem. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. That's
0: fine. Um, I'll just destroy this office. Oh, hey.
1: earbuds and ear i'm amy gotta get them dollars <laughs> shepherd and
0: i'm mitchell too scared to check my bank account manly
1: i know that feeling yeah. i've had that feeling many 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 times and i don't like it
0: yeah me either it's it's tough but yeah. you know s- such is life yeah. it's all about that hustle for the legal tender
1: and how did you come up with it this week
0: I don't know, I guess just because money is always a, a struggle <laughs> for me, and so money was on my mind, but also, you know, like the Pink Floyd song, Money, is something that kind of uh, is pretty ubiquitous, and so you think, okay, there's a song about money, and then you start to think, well, actually, there's a lot of songs that, that refer to money, or trying to get paid, or, and then there's even the punk rock view of, you know, oh, well, money is this social construct, and it sucks, and capitalism is yeah. a bummer, and all that,
1: Oh, so, so there's a lot
0: of different ways you can talk about money, so
1: yeah i guess i didn't really um you know every single time there's tax season uh npr just plays the money from pink floyd right so that's what i was like worried about i was like everybody's just gonna think of the pink floyd one i
0: mean of course that was the first thing posted it had to be (laughs) and i'm sure it'll make its way into the intro music or something that'd be a good idea for it but
1: yeah um um, that's the one
0: that is and immediately come to people's
1: minds yeah and and this week we're kind of experimenting so if things do not Run off perfectly, it's very great. <laughs> yeah. Sure. This we're recording differently than normal. How do you yeah. feel? I'm confident. Yeah. What song did you bring this week?
0: So I brought "Nefarious Damn Thing" and their song "Money." Ooh. thing is a it's a Memphis band helmed by my buddies Rod Henson and Lucian Croy uh, they've had a bunch of bands together and they all share this like common foundation and really groovy soul and pop pop sensibilities like really dialing in that that melting pot of Memphis sounds uh, Lucian is just a magician of a guitarist and, and Rod's vocal range and attitude give their band a unique and engaging sound that's all their own yet kind of also like evokes a lot of their influences uh, this is definitely one of their catchiest songs and one of my favorites to hear live. Uh, the harmonies in the chorus are just top-notch. Lucian's guitar solos just take you on a journey the whole way through. I love it. <laughs>
1: um, so, was it the
0: Haze? Yeah, it's definitely the <laughs> Haze that I love, especially on the second repeat of it. It's yeah. the even higher harmony. Haze! <laughs> yeah, it's so good.
1: Well, it's like kind of got this sense of bluesiness, too. That mm-hmm. I guess now that I know it's a Memphis band, it makes a lot more sense. yeah right. um, you kind of had me like that like ding 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 that rhythmic banging on the chords that somehow it reminds me of abba they have the song i think about money money or something like that yeah i think
0: jacques ended up posting that yeah
1: yeah and it it's like it gets really chill and soothing and kind of like it's it's a smidge noodly.
0: Oh, yeah, there's definitely, <laughs> I think it's like a minute and a half of instrumental yeah. building before the vocals come in, oh, which yeah. is fine with yeah. me.
1: It's it's like uh, the straight-up contemplation of, what are we doing for the fives, the tens, and the twenties? Um, I, I mostly ended up having to re-listen to this multiple times because I I kind of just chilled back and like oh it's a super it's chill like, jam yeah i wanted like a blankie and maybe like a glass of wine but that just might be it being fall too so
0: yeah. yeah i think this is like the the chill song after the long day of work and you're trying to remind yourself why you do this every day it's like well because <laughs> i get to chill out after work and i've got money to do what i want to do
1: yeah and I, um you know because i'm notoriously cheap <laughs> so like those fives tens and twenties are super you know important to me because i am just incredibly cheap whenever it comes down to it. Um, my house is, how hot is my house in the summer?
0: I mean, it's pretty warm.
1: Yeah, and in the winter, we're going to experience it getting extremely, extremely cold. Um, but yeah, that's just how I kind of roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week, I brought Skeleton's Stepper, a.k.a. Rort. I don't even
0: care if I bump into Whatever's near, I'm gonna keep I'm old and I'm not one filter so i so i
1: i um i can continually just filter this song yeah, it is very, very good actually <laughs> um surprisingly and i'm not known for like choosing the best songs uh this was probably one of like i'm pretty proud of finding this one which was kind of difficult to find um i really don't know if this is a well-known album because it's like 10 years old Mm -hmm. and i'm i don't know if it was like a popular college cd or something surprisingly not a lot of youtube comments on this one could not find any genius lyrics for it but that might be because it's called money and the band is called skeletons but skeletons is kind of a popular name i guess for a band i would think and i just found it like incredibly relaxing and there's like lots of weird noises going Mm -hmm. on and it's very synthy and i could just groove to this all day and i i did find it. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it in Apple Music, so I felt extremely oh, wow. proud of myself. Yeah, so I, I just really, really like it. It's very jazzy, extremely chill, and you know, he's just trying to get them dollars. Yeah, he's ain't just, we all. Yeah, he's just trying to get through the end of the month, so yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't really have my finger uh, so firmly on the pulse of the music community anymore, but I've definitely he- never heard this before, so that's usually a good sign that it wasn't huge or anything. Uh, which is great, because I like including the underground independent stuff on the show. Uh, and if it's new to me, it's probably new to most of our listeners. So, uh, Like you said, definitely super chill, which I love. It's kind of got that perfect background tune, m- you know, mood to it, but it also has just enough going on that it's still engaging to listen to. Uh, I especially love all the crazy percussion that's going on. It's like a very basic hip hop beat happening but on top of that there's a lot of weirdo kind of found sound percussion and clicks and clanks that kind of phase in and out and keep things really dynamic it's also got a lot going on in the panning like kind of left mm-hmm. to right sort of stuff a lot of the percussion is kind of going back and forth which is really neat
1: yeah and i i'm actually really shocked i can't even. i cannot even remember how like somehow i went to like you know my album of the org, mm-hmm. and i don't know if you know this there are a lot of people who have written songs about money yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, like finding this one, like I was digging through piles of things and like any version of um, you know, like money, and yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't know what this was gonna be, cause I was like, oh, this looks like a cool cover. Which you're not supposed to judge things by their cover, but I legit did.
0: No, that's awesome. I'm definitely yeah. gonna check out the rest of this record.
1: I really should, but I got stuck on this song. <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess the Ear Buddies have, like, quite a bit of struggle going on, and I'm not quite sure uh, what's going on with them. But um, I know that Jason P., he ended up bringing Callaway's I Want to Be Rich.
0: Ain't got no time to be fooling around. Feet the
1: floor, then I get on down. 90s, but kind of just boils down to the American situation. Like, it's kind of bleak in a way. It's, like, sort of bleak. Like, think about it. Like, he wants his cake and he wants to eat it too, but he wants to be rich because, you know, people keep calling him because right. <laughs> they want their bills and stuff. And, you know, it would solve lots of problems. But the, he also says it's, like, peace and love and stuff.
0: Yeah, but mostly paying off them bills, I think.
1: Yeah, and I, and I just don't know. Like, why is making tons of money our American dream?
0: yeah we we have these ideas about property and about i don't know our labor and things like that is strange
1: yeah like so they're tackling this like concept of you know i want to be rich because it make all my problems go away and then there's a lot of like i'm gonna play the lottery yeah (laughs) and i'm like this is this is getting into some of that like class class problems because like you you can throw yourself against the wall all day and it's you know hard work doesn't necessarily mean getting paid so i don't know it's like how to get this bleak message wrapped in some like super awesome synthy like drums that for some reason kind of like gloria stefan and like the miami sound machine
0: yeah, like you said, this definitely encapsulates that ideal of the American dream uh, for everyone to be rich, but I think this was an especially like rampant sentiment in the late 80s when opulence and excess was such a huge part of pop culture. Um, I definitely love the aesthetics of that like late 80s, early 90s sound. There's a lot of blurring of genres and styles, and in this song we get hints of like the classic soul and R&B, as well as the dancey pop vibes of like early Madonna or Gloria Stefan, like you said. Uh, something about the sound of those like heavily affected drum machine beats just makes you want to boogie down. Uh, and the song also ends with like that kind of lilting, dancey flute line, which I think we've talked about a couple weeks ago. A lot of dancey songs in the 90s had that superfluous flute motif <laughs> happening? I don't know. I kind of love it.
1: I, I don't think there's anything I, there's no such thing as a superfluous
0: surperf- a superfluous motif. <laughs>
1: yes, there's no such thing as super, su- superfluous <laughs> um, like motif. I just don't think that's something that's true. Um, our next song is brought to us by Brian V and he brings us Aloe Black's I Need long a Dollar. Long old, trouble, long old like the freshness of like those old like motown albums definitely yeah it's like so fresh sounding and i think this one's also like a decade old maybe
0: yeah Yeah. i can't remember how long ago it came out that sounds about right
1: (laughs) yeah and it's so relatable because don't we all just need like a smidge of help when stuff gets like super tough and um like (laughs) the song is obviously about like late stage capitalism and like the wealth gap i feel like we accidentally ended up in that um because I guess anytime people are singing about money, it's usually not having money, Yeah. unless you're a rapper and then you have so much money (laughs) that you have no problems. You just waste it. Yeah, like you're just gonna have those Tigers and Lamborghinis. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. like, unfortunately in our country, the best thing you can do to fix your problems is gonna have to be have some dollars. And you know, like 80% of everybody probably just needs a, a dollar. You think so
0: the top ten percent of the bottom nine <laughs> percent of the f- top four percent of americans
1: something like that <laughs> for independent
0: governor from vermont uh, uh <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah i'm just gonna say it's it's really hard for the there's not that many people in, comfortable in the middle class yeah exactly. also, yeah um
0: yeah this, this is a song that i had like randomly heard on the radio and like public places all the time and I was always enamored with it it's got like that classic sound to it almost like some Marvin Gaye or Bill Withers Uh, got the call and response background vocals and then the epic horns that really push it and and, you know from just a groovy soul track into something next level Uh, there's nothing wrong with pushing the envelope and trying something new and exciting in music but you know this song is kinda solid proof that you can still use those classic formulas to create something meaningful for a modern audience um i don't know much about the rest of aloe black's catalog but if it's anywhere near as good as this definitely want to check it out
1: i mean i wonder if it's all kind of like that version of maybe like that marvin gay style of something because i don't know like it sounds like he would probably be in that kind of group right
0: yeah definitely yeah
1: and hello black i still just think of the aloe plant sure yeah and Maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> either way, uh, Mary Beth brings Against Me's Money Changes Everything. <laughs> that I don't know much about Against Me at all, but are they punk?
0: Yeah, definitely a punk band.
1: <laughs> okay. I don't know why I thought they were a metal band. No. I, I mean, I it sounds against me.
0: There's another band called Rise Against that is a little heavier than this, but they're also kind of a hardcore punky kind of sound. So is this hardcore that's who, punk? That's, this isn't, although, okay. I don't know. I always <laughs> get the two mixed up, but yeah.
1: I had against me i know is like they they kind of got more like uh attention because of i guess like their um social like significance yeah sure so um but yeah i just don't know much about it and it sounds punked at me but i found out something what'd you find out this is a cover of a cindy Lauper song
0: yeah well <laughs> i actually found out that it's a cover of a cover because what? Uh, yeah some some other dude and his band wrote it which we'll get into that but
1: oh come on well either way I think of Cindy Lauper and she looks punk but apparently she's the pop queen sure and she does look punk though right
0: yeah she's like the I don't want to say she was the Avril Lavigne <laughs> but like yeah she she kind of like was the glitter- middle ground between alternative culture and like a pop
1: okay. star you know but she's like glitter goth
0: yeah I'll go with that sure. yeah
1: um but either way it's like it's you know it's it's about money changing everything like when it comes to relationships but you know i, I guess they did that person get pumped, like dumped because of dollars
0: yes in the, in the first verse of the song that is exactly what happens okay
1: so yeah that's what like <laughs> i just was like oh that really stinks like you're in love and then like yeah, just money, dumped changes over some money yeah and then you just have friends who are there because of money and yeah that's bad, though. Like, you, I would rather not have money and have nothing change. Yeah, I'm with you. Except for, you know, I'm okay with, like, evolution of, like, thought and stuff like that. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I would hate for money to change, like, ideals. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. So, or love. But, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I also have not listened to much against me, but they're definitely, like, punk rock royalty to a lot of folks. Uh, I think the guitars are what really make this song so great to me. A lot of modern punk bands use a bunch of distorted guitars and like fast punk beats to kind of mask a lack of substance or a lack of talent. Uh, This song's just a solid, punchy mid-tempo, and the guitars aren't blown out and aggressive. They're like crisp and washy, kind of like The Clash or Social Distortion, uh, which really kind of lets you take in the subtlety and the message and, and the feel of the song instead of just being a generic placeholder for aggression and discontent. Um, and, yeah, I, I did find out that even the Cindy Lauper version is itself a cover. Uh, the original was written by a guy named Tom Gray for his band The Brains. Uh, and he said he wrote it after o- overhearing his landlord talking about leaving her boyfriend because he was broke. Jesus. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure uh, where the song actually falls, normatively speaking. Uh, I think it somehow kind of treads right down the middle, saying that it's, you know, ridiculous to leave someone over money, but also money is you know one of the prime motivators in society and there's no getting around the fact that you have to have at least a little bit of it you know if you to hustle if you want anything you know
1: yeah well like here's my concern is like okay so we've already discussed like pop right Mm -hmm. pop is in this what were the brains
0: so yeah the brains were kind of a punky band too but like it's definitely a lot I listen to the brains version it's also very melodic and
1: and like likable, yeah. like it's something like I guess I was expecting against me to be I guess what you were talking about like distorted and like really yeah. hard to listen to and it's very approachable, right? For, yeah, I guess punk royalty. I don't know. said a lot
0: of bands like the Clash and Social Distortion kind of have that that sort of mid tempo. It's just like alternative me. punk kind of a sound. It's
1: like got the sound, but it's also got the message. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jason V takes us out of the punk and brings us ZZ Tops just got paid. electric guitar
0: there's definitely (laughs) a lot of electric guitar in zz top songs
1: yeah um he he got some change in his pocket i'm pretty proud of him Mm -hmm. um You know, but the electric guitar, I think, is what really shines most in this. And this was, I think this was the 70s. Yeah, 1972, if I recall. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure everyone in the 70s loved guitars the most. And um, for some reason, I can only think of, like, Harley Davidsons when I hear of ZZ Top. Sure. I don't know if they meant that to happen. (laughs) I don't know what their, like, whole like go for it what they were going for i don't really I know think
0: maybe the you associate bikers with big beards maybe and i know
1: but i look at you and i don't think you're a biker
0: right i don't even I don't think know. you have
1: like the drive to have a bike i don't know do you yeah, want a bike
0: i definitely don't
1: like i feel like you're much more safety oriented yeah
0: i'm I'm risk averse to the max so <laughs> yeah. i don't own a motorcycle
1: yeah and you know even when you have the long hair i just don't see you cramming all like I don't just <laughs> I don't see you putting a helmet on and then getting on a motorcycle, or not putting a helmet on and getting on a motorcycle. Eek. Because, yeah, I don't know if it's the beards. Do they wear a lot of leather? I don't.
0: No, I don't think so. I think they wore suits, if I recall, for the most part.
1: I am so confused by ZZ Top. Okay.
0: Very confusing band. They can be a very confusing <laughs> band. Okay. Uh, this was indeed the early '70s. Guitars were definitely the cat's pajamas for their time, uh, and to be honest, it's it's still hard to rival ZZ Top sound. Uh, even a lot of punk and new metal bands took influence from Billy Gibbons' guitar style and sound. I remember hearing um, an interview with Billy or with Rob Zombie recently, and he was talking about how White Zombie took a bunch of it. Uh, zz top riffs and just sped them up and (laughs) with a slide guitar in this one it sounds a lot like that i can totally see where they were trying to get that and you know zz top just has so much attitude and swagger you just can't help but love their music and they may not be america's next great great poets (laughs) but you know their lyrics often deal with two themes that are universal to most americans Getting paid and getting laid. Woo! Yeah, so with those searing guitars and relatable lyrical themes, just all delivered with style and pizzazz, ZZ Top definitely earned their place in rock and roll history. Not to mention, they recorded a, a ton of their records right here in Memphis at Ardent Studios. Really? Yeah, like probably eight, even maybe even more of their records. I remember taking a tour and just seeing their walls just uh, papered with ZZ Top records.
1: So when I think of Ardent Records, I think of Big Star yeah and i don't know what else <laughs> a guess. lot of stuff <laughs> really like yeah,
0: that three doors down the very first three doors down song uh kryptonite
1: that was recorded here uh yep down the down the street literally, I do believe literally. so yeah midtown memphis yeah. yeah, okay, I guess I, I just didn't... And you know that,
0: uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is still the case, but there's a little restaurant next door to Ardent called...
1: It's Is it Molly's or... Yes, Molly's. It, mm-hmm. I
0: think Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top actually owns part of that restaurant. He did at one point in time.
1: Did he have a motorcycle?
0: I'm, I'm not I'm neither going <laughs> to confirm nor deny speculation about motorcycles, <laughs> okay. but I'm going to say he might have.
1: Uh, it seems like I don't know for some you know what. They had a
0: lot of like muscle cars in their videos, but I don't remember any.:
1: It's the slide guitar.:
0: Sly guitars make you think of motorcycles.:
1: Maybe, maybe. I guess it's because it's an electric guitar, but it's, not, it's very obviously not like hair bandish. Sure. So maybe maybe it's the sincerity. Like nobody is on a Harley-Davidson without being sincere. You know? You have to have, mm. like, a certain amount of, like, confidence and sincerity to There's be on that. There's definitely
0: confidence for yeah. sure that, like...
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can say somebody is on a Harley earnestly. Like, right. it doesn't sound overly earnest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but I guess the getting paid and getting laid are on the whole, like, Harley-Davidson, like, <laughs> theme. Yeah, yeah, you're right
0: there, too. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> Jacques decides to um, bring us back uh, to the ComSat Angels' Juju Money.
0: It's too, too much.
1: first like episodes was uh, the peel sessions
0: yeah definitely
1: yeah because uh i didn't know that the peel sessions existed and then you're like kept talking about the peel yeah. sessions so the only other time we've had them was because of the comsat angels and like it's very pink floyd it's i
0: can totally see where you're getting the, the pink floyd thing from
1: and are they british I believe so so they have i guess it's a brit rock thing maybe there's like a different sensibility or something that's going on there but you know sent uh, whatever they did to the vocals to make them like super echoey maybe <laughs> i don't know maybe they're actually recording next to a wall could be it could be um it this obviously was like it was recorded a couple of times mm-hmm. just because there were a lot of youtube comments back and forth you can I'm see where different versions of. yeah it. like different versions and b-sides and everything like that and um I think it was originally a bonus track off of an album look i'm just learning everything from youtube comments because genius was of no help (laughs) because of all the comsat angels like songs there was no acknowledgement that this was a song by them
0: yeah, it didn't like this was a bonus track on. I can't remember the name of the record, but I remember I also looked on Genius at that record. Did you find and it? And it was not on there, okay. yeah.
1: It wasn't just me. Yes. Yeah,
0: no, they did not have the song on Genius. So. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, so, yeah, I was just confused, but whatever. Is it called Juju or Juju?
0: Juju Money, like okay. Bad Juju.
1: I like Juju.
0: Yeah, so this song seems to be another one that kind of captures the uh, dualistic nature of money. Uh, you know we have to have it to properly function in society and artists who wish to make art full-time have to find a way to make their you know make money from their art but money is also this sort of insidious force that can blur our normal intentions and incentives and you know over time can completely corrupt the way that we relate to our labor and the way that we relate to other people it is this like very magical mystical concept that like i think we'd be better off without it yet it's the primary end to almost everything we do every day. So it's this—it's this bad juju, but we're under its spell. You know, it's like yeah. this.
1: Well, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like you're talking about making art for money, and then of course there's so many songs about money. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's like a preoccupation for like uh, musicians. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so
0: there's a lot of a lot of that sort of uh disdain for for the need for money among musicians because we just want to make our art and we just want to you know we don't want to have to go spend eight hours a day for someone else when we could be using all that energy for our own creative ends.
1: yeah it's kind of sad i feel really bad about it because it is hard to make money that way Mm -hmm. because i mean mostly it's from shows right
0: yeah shows and and merchandise is the merch yeah right now that's kind of where most bands can make their money is through merchandise
1: oh okay where can I get a, a, a Mitchell Manley t-shirt?
0: I should make some Mitchell Manley t-shirts. There's some glorious Sabore shirts out there somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, maybe I should make some some tape deck and some Mitchell Manley t-shirts and sell mm-hmm. them. Would <laughs> you buy one?
1: Yes, I've got a Ben Rickett shirt.
0: Hell yes. Yes.
1: Um, Jeremy has rounds out the Ear Buddies this week with the equals. I am a poor man. I want you to be by myself. Take it
0: Cause I am so sad Cause I'm a bull man But you know, baby, I get back
1: Cause I'm a bull man Message of just like kind of getting by and being poor, being okay. Cause you're like, I want you by myself, but I'm poor. Yeah. So and you know, uh, dude's just poor. He wants his lady. And I guess, you know, this is when Cindy Lauper like bebops in or right, he's sure. like, Money changes everything. I'm sorry. You can't have like your lady by your side. But this tempo slowly rises throughout the song, kind of like very frenzied. And it gets like almost like begging, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's like super like, I'm a poor man. I'm I'm kind of desperate. Yeah, and there's
0: desperation to it.
1: Yeah, but he's not necessarily going to put all the effort into hustling for money. Right. Because, yeah. I mean,. I'm just gonna say, hustling for money is a hard shtick, and not necessarily gonna get you more money.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or maybe he's already just like hustling his ass off, but it's you know, <laughs> not like, paying I'm off for him. He's, he's like,
1: like, I'm just bored. Yeah, they That's don't it. pay me en- enough. Yeah, I mean, whenever you go back to the L.O. Black song, and he's he's like, uh, I just got laid off. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, I guess I mean, you have to have money essentially to make money. So to show up for that interview, you gotta look good, and. You know, he's just a poor man. He's probably just hustling as much as he can and he's tired. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I love that like cut time, snare on every beat, drum groove in this one. It gives it like so much pep and power behind it. And just like accented perfectly by the spacey, wandering psychedelic guitars. I'm also super on board for the lyrical message about being a poor man and sort of embracing and accepting that, you know, letting the lady know ahead of time, <laughs> but, you know, making it obvious in the energy and the groove of the music that he's, you know, a dynamic and exciting personality. Uh, and he just lacks, you know, what he lacks in funds, he can make up for <laughs> in fun. Uh, you know, it also has that sort of side message that as long as you have that someone or something that you love, money means relatively little.
1: Uh- uh, Unless somebody else comes by with money. Right, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately,
0: that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, the broke life surrounded by genuine and authentic friends far outweighs a life of luxury spent kind of isolated from those that bring meaning and emotion to our lives. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love being alone, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I think prolonged, that, like to never have anyone that you could have a, a meaningful relationship with that you knew wasn't based on your money. Yeah,
1: yeah. That would definitely hard, on you I don't know a lot of problems get solved by money so most gonna, of them
0: do unfortunately yeah
1: and I mean granted there's like ways I'm real cheap so I'm just trying to like make sure I never live in a large house because right. a large house requires heating and cooling and then everything you purchase has at least some sort of cost to it because you have to store it mm-hmm. and I'm never gonna own a storage unit ever. That's my goal. So I usually get rid of my stuff before I have to, like, you know, upgrade to a bigger space. Right. Because we, we have a tendency, I guess, is like, mammals to try to, like, fill our space.
0: Yeah, and we like to hoard and collect things yeah. that we don't need and hold on to things just in case that yeah. are never going to have a just in case.
1: I've gotten really good at getting rid of, like, my old retail clothes, though. Yeah, that's good. I, have like, threw out so many dresses this mo- <laughs> this week. It was awesome. I'm only going to wear, like hot pink things with bunny girls on it now or whatever into it yeah that's totally what i'm gonna do if you want to tweet at us your uh your money hustles your way to save money or i don't know however ladies uh however ladies have fallen for your cash dollars i guess (laughs) that could happen at strip club too sure Uh, you can tweet at us
0: i'm at pow i gotcha and
1: i'm at Madam Woolite. the show is at Andy Pod. Uh, the Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. The voicemail line is
0: seven three one four zero zero B U D S or
1: seven three one four zero zero two eight three seven. And if you want to try to do one of them side hustles like everybody else trying to sell me car insurance, Andy Pod at gmail.com Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can always find the show Andy Pod com it is part of the Ten Seven Ten Network. What is our final song?
0: Our final selection this week. <laughs> comes from us comes to us from Lewis Cole. Uh he has a song called Money. Uh Lewis Cole was an incredibly talented multi instrumentalist. Uh, he found a little niche of fame on YouTube, like putting out these really unique this really unique blend of like funk, jazz and synth pop kind of tinged with humor and self deprecation. Uh, His first viral hit was, coincidentally, another song about money called Bank Account, uh, in which he just mostly repeats the lyrics, I don't want to check my bank account. I'm too scared to check my bank account. Uh, And that one is absolutely relatable, but uh, in this one he takes a slightly different tack on money. He's singing about how he isn't trying to be rich. Uh, He won't let money and capitalism control the type of music he makes. All he wants is just enough money to like cover the food and shelter so that he's free to create music and like nurture that artistic vision like what we were talking about earlier. Uh, it's also well worth watching his videos as well. Uh, in many of his videos, including this one, he fills the screen with like these d- individual, discrete shots of him playing the various instruments and singing the stacked vocal parts. He's like virtuosic at everything he plays, and it's just a joy to watch him just be himself and follow his dream. Uh, so we hope that you will too also follow your artistic visions, regardless of their monetary return. Uh, and we hope you'll be inspired to do so by Lewis Cole and his song Money. Enjoy. I'll give the truth that's I don't